Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. So we got a lot to get to in the next hour. Oilers now brought to you by our title sponsor, World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. You can keep texting us, and we got a lot of texts coming in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. Just before we get to John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling, um, I will read a text, but uh, I'm also going to tell you that guests on the show receive certificates too. Japanese Village for 50 years, Edmonton's destination for a celebration for the census, reserved to Today at jvedmonton.ca. All right, um, into the Ashley Fine Floors tax line. And this one comes from Jay in a tin foil hat. He says, Bob, unpopular opinion here. I think that it is hard for Ken Holland to make a trade because there are zero GMs lining up to help the team that in people outside of Edmonton view that the Oilers were gifted Connor McDavid. Nobody is going to do the team any favors. Any blockbuster deal is going to cost the Oilers extra for that reason alone. I do believe that Holland wants to make some deals, but he's not being willing to be taken to the woodshed while doing so. Or maybe it's just me. That one comes to us from Jay in a tin foil hat. Of course, the reality of the situation is that at first the New York Rangers, then the Toronto Maple Leafs, now the Boston Bruins, three Eastern Conference teams, have all loaded up with uh, significant deals. And in the case of Toronto and Boston, they've done so despite not having a lot of cap stays. And this always leads itself to consternation. Now, Ken Holland's a very experienced general manager. Uh, and the orders have been linked to lots of names out there. We're going to go to the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, the River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. We welcome back to the show for Legacy Heating and Cooling. NHL insider John Shannon, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. John, do you uh, understand a little bit of the concern out there in oil country when they see, you know, Last Friday, the Oilers play a Rangers team that's added Tarasenko and Mikola and is now linked to Patrick Kane. And then that night, the Maple Leafs made, frankly, I thought a terrific trade to get O'Reilly and Achari. And then subsequent to that, last night, we saw the moves Boston made with the Washington Capitals. I think it is a little bit understandable for the people out there that think the time is now, um, that when they see other clubs uh, now, 
uh, make moves that makes them a little bit nervous. That said, we still do have a week until the trade deadline. What's your take on all of this right now? Well, I can understand the angst, Bob. Uh, you know, I, I, and I and I, I I think there's angst inside the organization because they want to do something. I think there is a yeah. desire to to move bodies, uh, to to free some cap space. Uh, and then make an addition. The, the the and as you know, Bob, this is this is not an objective test. This is a very subjective test. What do the Oilers need? What are you prepared to give up? You know, I, I think we're all in agreement, and I think Ken Holland has said it publicly enough that you know they need to find a way to keep the puck out of the net more, and they need some depth at forward. The question is, is what do you want to pay and how long do you want that affect what you have in your organization for the next two or three years? Those are those are the challenges. What would you do, John? What would you be comfortable doing? Well, I, as as I have always said, that uh, I'm never prepared to give up a first round pick. And then you you look at the New York Rangers, the Boston Bruins, and the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they've all given up first round picks uh, in order to 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 get new players for their team. I still am not really thrilled about giving first round picks. I would not be opposed to trading a few prospects now that we've had a sample of what they can prove to be as NHL players uh, and, uh, and, and perhaps second and third round picks. Uh, so from that perspective, I'm a little more varied in what I prepared to give up. I don't know what, uh, what Ken wants to give up at this point, but I suspect he doesn't want to give away those first round picks as well. Yeah, and the Oilers are the only organization in the National Hockey League, John, that has their last 10 first-rounders still in the organization at this time. Now, that might not be the case in a week, but right now they're the only one that's got their last 10 first-rounders and 11 of their last 12. I mean, only Yakupov, you think about it, first-rounder in 11 was Nugent Hopkins, first-rounder in 13 was Darnell, hit the home run with Leon in 14, Connor... You know, the gods smiled upon Edmonton in 15, Pugliarvi 16, Yamamoto 17, Bouchard 18, Broberg, who's showing signs of becoming a player in 19, Holloway, who unfortunately got hurt in the minors in 20, and then Borgo, who frankly has struggled in the minors, three goals in 28 games, and uh, Reed Schaefer, who I know teams are asking about and I would be loath to trade. I got to tell you, John, I'm kind of, you know, I saw a study from 2005 to 2013, picks after 24 in the draft, okay? 2% chance those picks after the 24th slot in the draft from 2005 to 2013. So they gave it a lot of runway. 2% chance those players turn into star players. Yeah. Um, and, And I do think that's why you're seeing some clubs being more proactive. Like, now that said, we don't know where Edmonton's going. We didn't know last year that the Oilers were going to end up in the Western Conference Final. I'll ask you this. Do you think the Oilers, as they are currently configured, can get to the Western Conference Final? Because I do think Edmonton can get to the Western Conference Final with their current roster. They did it last year, and I do think yeah. they can get back there. I want Edmonton to make trades, but I do think they can get back there with what they got right now. What about you? Yeah, I, I do. I mean, I, have to, I think we have to hope that Vander Kane comes back healthy. 
That's uh, that's yeah. a that's a that's an assumption that I'm making before the end of the regular season that Kane is going to be fine to play because that's a big aspect of what we're talking about. And and if you look at what it, it, what last year's transitional stuff was for the the Oilers, who made more changes than the Oilers? Maybe not at the trade deadline, but who made more big changes right. than, than the Oilers did last season to get in that position? Here's the thing about the West, Bob. <laughs> you know. It, if I told you that the Western Conference Final was going to be Winnipeg versus Vegas, Winnipeg versus Seattle, uh, you know, Edmonton versus Dallas, Minnesota versus Vegas, would you be surprised? No, it's and wide that, open. That's that's the that's the craziness of the West. So so do I think the Oilers can get to the Western Conference Final? Absolutely, they can get to the Western Conference Final. And I think people in the organization know that as well, that they can get to the Western Conference Final even as they exist today. You know, I mean, Jack Campbell and Stu Skinner have to do their jobs. They have to be a little stronger defensively, but we've seen that that can happen. But offensively, there's never been a doubt in my mind that that can happen. Well, I, I still think that if they were to make one move, it would be to get a good defensive defenseman, a defensive stud to help this this club, top four guy, and that would allay a lot of my fears about the inconsistencies we see when teams lose two consecutive three-goal leagues. Yeah, uh, it's interesting because when I microanalyze Jay Woodcroft's and Dave Manson's body of work, uh, John, since they've taken over, since February 10th of last year, Edmonton's been the highest scoring team in the NHL. As you know, they're number one in the league this year in goals for. The power play is obscene. You just can't trust that you're going to get those sort of, you know, you're going to get, I mean, you got to be good five on five come playoff time. The five on five play for the team is dramatically better under Woodcroft and Manson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, the goals against is like 13th, 14th. They were obviously first in goals for first in the power play. The one area that's been a concern is penalty killing. And I'm not sure. So you're, you know, you like the concept of adding a shutdown D. I think they might have something in DeHarnay here. Um, but I'm not opposed to adding a left shot defenseman. I, I really like Bro. Some people have said to me, you can't send Brobert back at this stage. He's closing in on showing that he can play. And other people have said, well, what's the big deal if you get a better guy and push Kulak into a three hole for the final, you know, 24 games of the year? That's fine. Broberg just learns in the minors. Um, but I would certainly be open to adding a bottom six forward that's an effective penalty killer as well. Now, do you go the other way? I mean, people have sit there, John, and say, well, you got Connor and Leon. They're watching what's happening. Vegas, we assume Vegas is in on Timo Meyer. I have no idea how they make that work and how New Jersey or St. Louis gets beaten that trade. Uh, but he's getting traded. We know that. Do you try to get another top six forward? Because when you get Kane back, you got five for sure with David Drysaddle, Nugent Hopkins, Hyman, and Kane. Do you try to get another top six guy and go that route? If the price points on the D, John, are too high, what do you think? Well, I tell you what, we had Kenny Holland on our show yesterday, uh, and he was he was a, uh, as always very very uh, cautious about what he said. Um, the one thing he did say was he believes that defense wins championships. This team does not have an issue scoring goals. 
Right. You know, even even in those losses, you know, scoring five or six goals. You made the point even last night on the broadcast, Bob, about, you know, how many goals he scored against Pittsburgh and, and what they can do. This team doesn't have problems scoring four, five, six goals, uh, particularly if they get, you know, strong play from some of the guys on line three. But they still can be a little unpredictable in their own zone. And, 100%. And the key th- and the key thing in, in all of this, Bob, is, and when I say a defensive defenseman, I'm not saying somebody who just stands in front of the net and cross-checks people. You know, one of the things that everybody wants this organization to get is somebody who can control in their own zone and then get the puck to the forwards out of their zone. So I, I, think, I think that that, that mm-hmm. defensive first mentality with the ability to move the puck to the forwards easily is something that they should be looking at. I really do. I, I mean, to me, like like Boston with with what Dmitry Orlov is and can be, Orlov would have been a perfect guy for the Oilers. A perfect guy for the Oilers. But that was a pretty steep price that Don Sweeney paid in order to get Orlov at halfway. Yeah, first, a second, a third, and then a fifth to Minnesota to eat some. Uh, all right. Uh, we believe the asset requirement at minimum is two firsts and a second for Chikrin and not a first equivalent, meaning not a past first because of the position Arizona's in as an organization. We believe the asset requirement from Columbus, and I'm not a, a, the biggest Gavrikov guy myself, but is a first and a third similar to what they got for Savard. Who would be the better fit of those two for you? Well, I, I would go with Gavrikov uh, first because uh, I, I just think that he's better in his own zone. Um, and I, I do think there's a belief internally uh, with the organization that they already have people assuming that they're not moving defensemen. People that do what Jacob Jikrin does in the offensive zone. So are you, are you, are you trying to improve you know, defensively first and then or get an offensive defenseman. If you're having to give up one of your offensive defensemen up to get Chikrin, that's a different story. I just don't see Chikrin coming, Bob. Uh, okay. I, I don't have I don't have this on Gabrikov. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, the argument on a guy having an expiring deal, John, is then Broberg finishes the year in the minors and then that guy's gone off the books, and then you are going at that entry-level price point next year, and assuming that during the course of the year, Broberg um, you know, might end up playing more minutes than Kulak, who I do think, in fairness, has actually played better of late. CC's dealt with mm-hmm. some, uh, a little bit of some core challenges this year that I think have lim- you know, limited his overall effectiveness and compared to what he brought with Nurse in the second half last year. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to uh, to say the least, John. Um, anything further, just as a total curveball, because I did want to talk to you a bit about the orders. Um, anything further at all about where we were in AT and T country yesterday with Pittsburgh? That's they, they do their broadcasts. I know there have been some rumors about some challenges, just with the entire whole landscape of regional sports for these regional TV deals. Um, how significant could this ultimately end up limiting uh, cap space down the road in terms of a cap increase from the National Hockey League? Bill Daly told me last week that uh, at this point, anything that happens with all these, with this this potential bankruptcy and then the potential sale of a, of a couple of the other regional sports networks, um, 
that it would not have any adverse effect on the cap for next year. Um, that he, he he didn't hedge his bets on the year after when the when the monies from the previous year do or come in, don't come in. You keep reading about storylines of of not just hockey but basketball and baseball, where they're suggesting that revenues from regional sports networks in the United States are going to drop about. Seventy percent, uh, and that would be a concern. Now that's assuming there's no replacement revenue. So at this point, I there, there believe it or not, in the NHL there isn't very much panic about it at this point because most of the money has been paid for this season, and the regional sports networks really don't operate as hockey broadcasters come the playoffs. So really, the issue for the NHL is next year and years behind it if. There isn't a white knight to come in and and purchase all the networks or there's refinancing. In fact, Daly suggested to me that last week uh, there was a chance that they might not even go into bankruptcy. There may be a change in ownership before the bankruptcy takes place, and that might be a positive. John, great stuff. We'll talk early next week, okay? Okay, Bob. Enjoy Columbus. If we can. Uh, 122 at Edmonton. Actually, it's a pretty cool, funky little district here. Richard has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, it doesn't matter that the Oilers could win the Western Conference. That's not the ultimate prize. Ken Holland needs to make a big splash. Mark in St. Albert says, John Shannon, I will not give up first-round picks. Uh, age 66, Ken Holland probably won't give up any first-round picks. Age 67, GMs of the Rangers, 46, Toronto, 37, and Boston, 56. That's getting the times here. Trade away some first-round picks to win now. Hockey has changed from Mark in St. Albert. Well, let's just wait and see what happens between now and Friday. Because it wouldn't surprise me if the orders ultimately ended up moving to number one. That would not surprise me at all. You can text us 780-496-0063. KDK says, Bob, the Western Conference final cannot be the bar for this team. Have to shoot for higher. Um, Another texter says, with all due respect to John, refusing to trade a first-round pick as a policy position is an absurd position to take as a general manager. How many cups would have been lost under that ridiculous policy? Well, I know that good organizations have done an extensive amount of research on the impact of moving. You know, like everybody looks at the Islanders when they went out and got Butch Goring, but it doesn't. I mean, take a look at Toronto. Toronto's moved multiple first-round picks and hasn't been able to get out, get out of a first round. Now, that said, they're in a brutally tough uh, conference. Cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin uh, and a brutally tough vision. Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin well known for their top shelf service department. They don't forget about you after you purchase a vehicle. You can reach out to Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny and let the team at Brent Ridge Ford make you a repeat customer. Uh, Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford truck authority on the auto mile in Wetaskiwin. We'll get come back here if the orders now injury report when we return. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Darnell Nurse leading the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, he's got 30 points on the season, but he's leading the Oilers at plus 19. He's playing 23:51 time on ice. Is it possible that a guy can be underrated in the, in the market? Seriously, like sometimes there's there seems to be a lot of consternation from Oilers fans on Darnell Nurse. The guy's plus 57 in his NHL career with the Oilers, plus 19 this year, 23:51 has 30 points. He's on pace for basically a 42 to 43 point season. He doesn't play in the first unit power play. The Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, two-time CFL All-Star. And a uh, guy that once won the Offensive and Defensive Player of the Week in youth sports football, in CIS football back in the day. Uh, Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang at James H. Brown, the proud supporters of the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Elks, and the Alberta Golden Bears. Uh, Clinton Costin skated today. The Oilers did not announce a move. I guess in theory they could do something tomorrow. Evander Kane did not skate. He's out with an upper body issue. Uh, Ryan Murray is not with the team on this road trip as well. There is your update on the Oilers front. Should we do Columbus? Well, we're going to get to the game day lineup report as uh, a little bit. We'll do the injury report as well, but we'll tell you the Blue Jackets do not have Zach Wierenski, Jake Bean, on and Gavrikov's out for trade purposes on defense. Nor do they have Voracek, Nyquist, and uh, Sillinger in the lineup up front. Off to a global news weather traffic update, Kevin Robertson.